You're listening to the Religion Recovery Podcast, a show where we discuss people's views and a bunch of traumatic shit. So if any of this might be triggering for you, now is your chance to skip to the next episode, perhaps. If not, enjoy this one. All right, welcome to the Religion Recovery Podcast. We are in um, the studio, technically in the cloud studio, with Marissa and Brandon, and we are going to be talking about some good old religious trauma today. Love it. So, yes, and we (laughs) could not be happier um, (laughs) to be on this day to talk about it, which is 420. Hey. So happy 420. Yes, happy we 420. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if you guys did anything special for Easter, but this is probably like the most celebration I've had like this week. <laughs> <laughs> As he hits the bomb. Yes. So what we'll do, just to give you guys a little bit of context for those that are listening. Um, so Marissa is um, has been on the show before talking about her experience. If you remember, um, F12 episode, please go back and stream that shit, please. And, um, remember that, uh, one of the key takeaways that we took from that entire experience has been that, that cops are not normal people by any means. Um, they are not they, people, they, period. <laughs> they are not people whatsoever. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> in any <laughs> fucking way um so w- whenever we talked about like marissa's and brandon's experiences and stuff too of course there is a lot of shit that we covered as kind of a backstory to this too so i really really encourage you if you have not listened to f12 go back and listen to it and um picking up from there um i just want to cover one quick thing that came up recently in the news and one of the things, and for once, it wasn't you, Marissa, or Brandon. Oh, so God. I'm just, we were literally <laughs> just looking at each other like, oh, God. Oh, You're like, oh, shit. What did ABC 15 say now? They, so, just, uh, they just dropped some breaking thing like five minutes ago, I swear. 
<laughs> oh god I, you're like oh shit now what did i what did i get myself into yeah. so um <laughs> i was just gonna say that recently there was a lot of backlash like a lot of backlash from this big mega church pastor brian houston who um if you don't know who he is he was the founding pastor of hillsong church oh, so hillsong, yeah hillsong's been a fucking institution yeah holy shit Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Did you hear about any of this? I saw Hillsong in the news and it like made like, I mean, I guess my ears perk up. I was like, huh, interesting. But I don't know. I didn't mm-hmm. read anything. I don't know anything about this. Please let me be the first to break it to you on the episode. Oh, I would love to spill the tea here. Okay. So Brian Houston, um, being the global pastor, you know, uh, mega mind of Hillsong, ended up uh, getting into a little bit of fucking trouble because he was actually uh, being unfaithful to his wife the entire fucking last few years. And then on top of that, um, not only was he uh, potentially fucking around at a hotel convention that was uh, being hosted by Hillsong, but, you know, oh, no. he, he also was hooked on some fucking sleeping drugs, which he then blamed as the reason that he was you know, sexting these women and all this other shit. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure that all of that fucking melatonin and shit just makes me want to sext people all the time. Like what, what the actual fuck? And then I'm like, okay, so you're blaming substance abuse problems and you are probably doing some really hard shit. Not going to lie, being a pastor with that much access. And on top of that, you have, um, his entire ministry falling apart because now he has to step down yeah. as the pastor. And so this guy who has literally posted, I don't know how many books about his fucking marriage, how many books about this, this goddamn, um, you know, leadership modeling, you know, how important yeah. it is as a leader to be above reproach, blah, oh, blah, blah. God. Oh my fucking God. Um, And then on top of that, to, to say the least, like Hillsong is, been known for the last couple of years to produce this type of celebrity profiteering pastor. And that brings me exactly to dealing with some religious trauma and a, um, so our rule today, anytime that you hear something in the episode, you as the listener can join along as well. Um, if you have your, um, your nicotine devices that, uh, no, it could be weed smoking <laughs> devices too. If you're in the legal state to do so, then I highly encourage you to take a hit of whatever you need to get by on this episode. Um, as we will not discriminate whatsoever on what you're taking or what you're doing, but please, um, please dose responsibly in this episode, especially if it's edibles. So um, there's going to be a lot of talk of trauma. <laughs> I just have to that's, give that's you, Brandon. No. I kept eating them. <laughs> So if you hear us with muffled, um, muffled sounds as well, we are actively hitting here and I encourage you to do the same because (laughs) by the end of this episode, we are going to be healed. I guarantee you. So, um, starting off with our, with our main, um, our main star of the episode today, Marissa, please, if you can give us from the start here, what's been your experience with religion and does this shit with Hillsong 
surprise you in any way coming from your background? Oh boy, what an incredible lead up into this because <laughs> that was like, that was flawless. I know exactly where you're going with this, but I'll start at the mm-hmm. beginning. <laughs> um, I was never really raised religious. Like my mom would maybe take us to church on like Christmas, even Easter, maybe, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it was like never a big thing in my house. Um, and then as I got a little older, I got into high school and I was the typical monstrous high schooler, you know, doing like sneaking out, drinking. I mean, maybe that's not typical, but <laughs> okay. But I that's was what doing I was alcohol. Yeah. That's okay. what I was up to. Yeah. I was drinking like a lot and like sneaking out. And stuff. <laughs> I was like, a, I was a monstrous kid. So at the time at my school, a couple people that I was kind of like acquaintances with, not super close friends, started talking about this thing, this really cool thing that they were doing called Young Life. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure anybody involved who's had like any religious past has heard of Young Life. Um, They're huge. They're a huge organization thing. But anyway, it was just kind of like this thing that I heard about that my friends were like going to on weeknights. And I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing on a Wednesday night, like a school night? <laughs> and I was curious. I was, and everyone was telling me for so long, like, come on, just go once. You have to go with us. Just go one time. You're going to love it. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm dying to know what the hell is so fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what is everybody like going to do? Wednesday on, like, night FOMO. Night? I'm like, what the hell yeah. is happening, right? So I go. <laughs> And there's like, we go to somebody's house and there's like these college kids there, I think, like college age people who are the Mm -hmm. leaders or whatever. And we like play ridiculous games, like super silly, fun, you know, like team building games. I don't know. I don't even know how to (laughs) to describe it. And then they had like icebreakers. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. And then they had like karaoke like sort oh, of God. stuff where like everybody sang like so, like popular songs together, but then they'd like throw in like a religious one in there like real quick. <laughs> and you realize, and then you realize like you've been singing to like singing along to like John Mayer, and they're like, and then like the next song, you're like, wait, why am I Jesus? <laughs> Hold on, Jesus and John Mayer. I'm gonna I'm call like, it that episode. Yeah, I'm like, damn. Okay, they they got me there. I see what mm-hmm. you're doing, but so far, like, I'm not freaked out. Yeah. And okay. it was super, yeah, it was like a super good time. They were really high energy. And then they would spend like two minutes, like two to five minutes and like talk about God, like real quick. Yeah. Just then, throw it in there. Yeah. Like super quick, like two, like five minutes out of a whole hour. And they're like, all right, cool. Everyone had a great time. See you later. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like, <laughs> but I, I was thinking about, I'm like, I mean, honestly, I had a good time. What the okay. hell was I doing on a Wednesday? So yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was like, all right, this is cool, but like, you know, I'm I don't, I don't give a fuck about anything they're talking about when it comes to religion. But it's fine because it's like ten minutes out of the whole meeting thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was something I was like kind of going to, but like every now and then, not really that involved in. I was still actively drinking completely disregarding their messages like unfazed right yeah and it was like coming up on summer and i ended up like nearly getting alcohol poisoning like snuck out Mm. (laughs) and weirdly enough a kid from from uh young life called me the next day and was like hey 
they're going to pay like for your whole way. If you want to come to this camp. Hmm. I was like, what? Isn't this like super, sorry. The dog is being ridiculous. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> um, <laughs> loon. <laughs> You'll hear dogs barking in this one. It doesn't matter. You're all good. All right. She's uh, anyway. So, I was like, okay, why are you like calling me? Like, I know how expensive this camp is. Like my friends have been trying to raise money for this for like months. It was like hundreds of dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was not that interested in this, <laughs> but then I told my mom, my mom's like, oh no, you're going. I'm like, oh geez. Yeah. All right. Cool. So I guess I'm going to summer camp. <laughs> and I was a little bit pissed. I was like going into like, I don't know. I think sophomore, junior year. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking go to camp what am i six but then you, you i show the- up i show <laughs> up it was the coolest fucking place i've ever been in my life like where there was it was, at no idea somewhere northern arizona <laughs> okay <laughs> but there were water slides and zip lines and mountain biking and i was like oh. why did they pay so much money to send me here and have an, an, an incredible time. Like, I don't know what's happening here, but I am all for it. Right? Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is this is the easiest thing I've ever, I've ever had to do. All I had to do was, like, nearly get alcohol poisoning. And I got a scholarship to a sick-ass summer camp. Like, this is fantastic. <laughs> right? I yep. thought that I had, like... Like I had scammed them out of this scholarship. Like I felt like guilty being there because I'm like I don't give a shit about anything they're gonna tell me. Exactly. But there's like water slides. Like it it was insane. So after mm-hmm. a couple days, it was a week long, and after a couple days, like they, you hear it enough, and you hear like all of this is because Jesus loves you. Like everything that you are experiencing right now is because Jesus loves you. And I'm like, that's fucking sick like all right <laughs> i can get on board with that like i was yeah, not fuck yeah thanks jesus like, i was never raised religious but like you know i always like believed in god and i was like mm-hmm. all right cool like jesus did all this like all right seems like an all right dude so mm-hmm. i was like kind of committed at that point i'm like i really like this i really like these people like i feel like super uplifted i guess because mm-hmm. they were making me feel that way. They knew I was on the fence. Mm. And oh man, they're they trying sold, to close the deal. Me. Yeah, they sold me. And like, honestly, it it was pretty quick. Like a couple days. I was like, yeah, no, this place is like so cool. Like I am on board for whatever you guys are saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, I was like 16. I didn't fucking care. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, whatever you guys have to say about this is great. So I then, after camp, like, got way more involved in Young Life, Mm -hmm. in those, like, Wednesday night meetings. And then I started going Mm -hmm. to Bible study on Sundays and then worship on Fridays. And soon I was just only hanging out with people from Young Life. Got you. Replacing your whole friend group. Well, I mean, partially, yeah, but then also they, people in Young Life are like, no, bring them in, bring them in. And so I was trying to get mm. my, like, friends. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. Saying it all, like, back <laughs> as an adult is, like, you look at it and you're like, God, how did you not fucking see this? But, like, like I was MLM 16. shit, yeah. I was 16, and they sent me to a summer camp 
for a week for free that had a zip line. So like, come on. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I'll do anything at that, yeah. at that point my for, undeveloped for a zip brain, line in 16. Yeah, of yeah, course. My undeveloped brain was like, so for it. Ooh, I'm going to mm-hmm. throw in a little side story here. Cause this will, this will come up again later. I had yes. a huge crush on this guy in young life. Right. Okay. Huge. And I like knew he liked me. Like he told me. Right. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm obviously going to date him. And he told me I can't date you until God tells me the time is right. Okay. And I like that sat me the fuck down. I was like, well, when is he going to tell you? Like, are you going to tell me like how the fuck, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, is God going to like call you up and be like, all right, you can date her now. Like I was so confused by that. But anyway, turns out. So like, so so like, so really quick. So quick question is that, did you feel the entire time that this was all like with your consent? The whole thing. Ah, that's actually, that's kind of a crazy question because I've never, ever thought of it that way. Because like, I I fully consented to like all the fun stuff, like mountain biking and, you know, Mm -hmm. water slides, but like. No one ever asked me like if it was okay to talk about religion. Like interesting. But you would think for something so personal, right? You yeah, you would think, but the way that it was introduced in those like first few meetings, you know, they just like threw it in super quick, like two minutes in and out, you know? So it didn't even feel that big. I got you. It was just kind of an innocuous kind of like, hey, this is a a cool environment, but just it's like a timeshare yeah. it's like timeshares for jesus like <laughs> you get to enjoy this shit and that's what camp is it feels like it's just a timeshare thing it's like this is a great facade but is it really what's going on here yeah and at the time i couldn't see it that way because they they had me like they were just throwing fun activities like in my face, like one after another, after another, like I didn't have a second to think mm-hmm. everything was taken care of. Like we didn't clear our plates at dinner. There was like this mysterious kitchen staff that did it for us, <laughs> which also will come up again later. The mysterious kitchen staff okay, uh, will come up again to- in like a minute. So everything was taken care of. We didn't have to think. We like didn't have to clean. We didn't have to do anything. Mm. Everything was taken care of. You were served. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then, so it it just seemed like you know, okay, well, if this is like how it is, you know, it's this cool and fun. What's what's a Wednesday meeting every week? You know. Yeah, exactly. What what's a little meeting with my island paradise vacation? Exactly. That's exactly how it was. And so yeah. I thought I was essentially like kind of repaying them for mm-hmm. that scholarship that they gave me. That, by the way, I d- did not know existed and I'm convinced it never did. But yeah, that's another story. But anyway, so, so, I got- so you think you're you think the whole scholarship thing in general just wasn't even real? I don't think that I don't know if they have scholarships or not. I had never mm-hmm. heard anything about it prior to that, but no, I do not think that I received a scholarship. I think somebody paid my way. Gotcha. Okay, the, but they I think just one of the leaders. I think one of the leaders paid my way. I got you. So, so they were just trying to maybe provide some colorful adjectives to describe <laughs> someone's generosity, making it look like it might be part of something bigger. 
Yeah. Oh my God. I'm like looking back. It's kind of wild. I need to take a hit of this. It's like wild looking back <laughs> as an adult. Cause I'm like, holy shit. Like I knew they brainwashed me, but like, damn, mm-hmm. they were good at it too. Like they usually are. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so um, they like, they got me, man. They had me like on the hook. Jesus. No pun intended. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> so like, so, so tell me, tell me now. So as, as a, as a person that's in young life, what are some things though that don't seem right? Or is there anything that yep. seems like it's a little bit off to you though, while you're in there? Yes. So the focus was always on getting more people that like, it was almost like a pyramid scheme. Like you had to like recruit mm. people, your friends. And so I kept going up and up in, in young life. So like, while I was going from like someone who went every other week to like a leader, red flags started to pop up for me. Okay. I was going to like worship Bible study and young life. And then I started leading wildlife, which is for middle schoolers. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. I was in it deep. Like you were in the ranks. I was. Yeah. Jesus. For, but that's the thing. It was for like two weeks because like at that point, that's when the red flags like got to be too much. But it started out, I was like, why do they care so much about getting other people? Like, shouldn't we be focusing on like what we're doing in these meetings? You know? Like, so the content the- wasn't as focused as it was the recruitment aspect. Absolutely. That recruitment. Jesus, the dog just ran in here. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, that recruitment was like number one. That was their focus. And meetings were still fun. Yeah, whatever. But like they needed you to get more people. And then as I became a leader, they started sharing their strategies for doing that. And. Ooh, you're in the inner circle now. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And they said, we target the popular kids. Straight up. Mm. They said that to me. We target the popular kids. Oh my God. We need them to go because their influence will bring more people. Oh my fucking God. So thinking back to where that uh, scholarship came from and why a leader would want to pay my way, I was Little Miss High School. (laughs) Got you. So so you were potentially- A target. Yeah, you were a target for a whole nother demographic. Yep. To line their pockets. Exactly. Yeah. I Hmm. I was considered like a high priority like recruit person it sounds so much like fucking scientology what the fuck yeah it's wild right and so Mm -hmm. as it kept going uh there were like a couple things that didn't sit well with me like they couldn't explain certain things like i was new to religion and you know they were having us give up things for lent and the girl sitting next to me they had us all announce what we were giving up for lent and go in a circle. And the girl next to me was like, I'm giving up makeup. And I was fucking shook. I was like, are you insane? (laughs) What's wrong with you? She was sitting next to me. I had to go next. I'm like, are you, are you serious? My 16 year old brain exploded. I was like, you're going to not wear makeup for this. Like you're insane. And I started, I was like, hold on. Why are we doing this? And nobody (laughs) would answer me. Hmm. 
I was like, why am, why am I giving up something? Like, wh- what's the point of this? And like, nobody yeah. could tell me. Interesting. Okay. That was my first thing. Cause I, I need to know why for everything. And I did, I will say I did have one leader who is an incredible human being and she was always willing to explain things to me and it made perfect sense. And I was like, all right, cool. She's no longer associated with Young Life, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she wasn't there. That's usually so how like, it feels too, is yeah. those people normally see themselves out the door. Oh yeah. Yep. She did just well. that, but she, she wasn't there. So I was like doing my normal, like, why do we do this? Like, what are we doing here? Cause I'm not on board with giving up makeup. This bitch is nuts. Like somebody tell me <laughs> why I'm even doing this and no one could answer me. And that kind of like bothered me. I'm like, you should be able to tell me why. Like, you hold these Honestly, strong no. convictions and you can't tell me why? Yeah. It, at least, like, get, give a valid fucking, like, life lesson behind it or something. Like, you know, anything. You think. Like, yeah. honestly, I was like, you have girls over here giving up makeup and you can't tell me why. Like, absolutely not. I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So that was my first, like, hold on. Like, how committed to like this message are they really because the the crack started to show it feels like yeah because i was like sold on this idea that like you know everything good is because jesus loves you and i was like cool on board with it so i like got kind of like Mm -hmm. you know i read the bible and whatever and Mm -hmm. then when i would look at them and they couldn't answer like simple questions i'm like do you guys even like know what the fuck you're talking about got you or what like what is happening here hmm so when when you read the bible how how did you see the bible at least back then versus how you see it now how what do you think the role was with the bible in your change uh i mean honestly like most of the bible like we didn't ever touch a bible in young life like group or whatever it is young like meetings Okay. Like a Bible wasn't even like touched, but so I mostly did it in Bible study and I don't know. They focus on all the, you know, happy fucking loving like affirmation type passages, but never on like any content, if that makes sense. Yeah. It was just a lot of fluff. It felt like more all than the time. And I'm like, Got you. And that kind of started to wear on me. It just kind of got like exhausting. I'm like, all right, I get it, you know? But like, why do we, like, why is this this way? Or why do we do this? I'm like, yeah, I got it. Jesus gives me cool. Can you please tell me, like, what the fuck? (laughs) Give me a real answer. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I know. So I was like, all right, I get, like, I get it. You guys, like, really, like, sold me on that message. Like, Jesus loves you, love everybody else, all that. But, like, can we, like, actually learn something or no? Mm-hmm. So my final – ooh, okay, I missed one. I missed a red flag. So, <laughs> okay. This is, What'd like – ooh, I'm, I have to, like, jump back to, like, before I was a leader. When I was okay. just, like, going, like, three times a week, you know, I was just starting to get really involved after camp. You were a newbie. Okay. Yeah, I was a newbie, but I was like stoked to like be there, right? Yeah, you're a zealot. You got the fire. Oh, yeah. I I was like super excited. So then they started talking about something called work crew. And Mm -hmm. I was like, huh, what is that? And they're like, yeah, you know, most people who go to camp also do work crew. As like, you know, they 
like you go and you work the camp for a week while other people have the camp experience. Ah, the mysterious kitchen staff, maybe. The mysterious kitchen staff, the work Ah, crew. Okay. This was a huge red flag for me that I obviously then ignored like an idiot, but whatever. So I go, I sign up for work crew and everybody like is looking at it like, yeah, this is our repayment for camp, right? But we get there and it's like nearly militant. Like they're like, you are not to be seen. Like everything has to be perfect. They took us into the dining room and showed us exactly where the plates, glasses, silverware, and like baskets and stuff needed to be placed. Okay. They could not be an inch like off. Everything had to be pristine and perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. said, this is what this is what the red flag was. They said, it's so they don't have to think about anything but Jesus. Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah, and I was right. like, hold on. <laughs> that's fucking weird. I was like, this is some, like, have you heard that, you know, Disneyland has like those little like misters that like release smells? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's that they're. Okay, so there was this thing that we used to do in my youth group, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was something called pads. And it was like this synthetic, you know, bullshit stuff you would hear in like an elevator in Sprouts, yeah. okay? <laughs> um, it would be like stuff like, like uh, very like, like kind of meditative and shit. Yeah. And the whole point of it was to get people, you know, in the mood to want to get with God. In yeah. worship you know so when you put it like that it's creepy it is but like it's like but you're totally right though it's like they were releasing these fucking pheromones it was like amber crombie in here okay yeah and it was just all of this like pumping out this fucking facade this fake image i got you yeah thousand percent got you but i was like really shocked that they came that they just said it that they just admitted it they, just, <laughs> they said that with their whole chest and i was like uh is I'm like I'm like looking next to me. I'm like, yo, is anyone else a little fucking concerned that they're like, you know, running a brainwashing operation? No, just mm-hmm. me. Okay, cool. So <laughs> you know, so I was like, everyone is just like super on board with this. So I guess this is just what we do. And it was weird. Like they treated us like you better stay the fucking line. Everything must be perfect to a T. Like that is your job. And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck is happening here? So yeah. That's fucking insane. So I went from camp, (laughs) camp, like camper to mysterious kitchen staff. (laughs) (laughs) The evolution was complete. Yeah. 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 So that so so they they flipped you pretty much. They got they they turned a sail. Yep. But I still stuck with it. And I still like, I was like, all right, cool. If no one else is concerned about this, I guess. I'm good. Like whatever. Did, did they ever, did they ever like pay you for your time? Like ever? Oh God, no. And I thought back to that. I'm like, do child labor laws like just not exist? Like, in yeah, I was going to say like, how old were you? I was in high school. I mean, I was probably like, I was 16 so I could work, you know, mm-hmm. but there was no like permission from my mom or anything like to do any of that. <laughs> Yeah, just like running like machinery and like cleaning up after fucking. We were fucking cooking shit. I was like, I don't. 
It was weird. They had like children preparing food. (laughs) Yeah, that's um, some Jeffrey Epstein level kind of shit. Um, Weird. It was doesn't surprise me. But it was kind of just like this very weird week that seemed like an outlier because it was so it was so early for me. Mm -hmm. So it seemed like an outlier because I was still going to like those three things a week that were like, you know, still very positive. But then when I became like a leader, I this was like my final red flag. Uh, We were at a meeting with all the leaders talking about what it means to like be a leader. Cause I was, it was like a new batch, I guess I was like the okay. new batch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, they had this like packet that they were reading through. Right. And they said something like, if you have a significant other, like they can't park their car outside your house past a certain time of night hmm. because it, if you had one of like your kids drive by and they know where you live and they saw that car, what would they think? I'm like, what Mm. the fuck are you talking about? Preventative shit. Yeah. I'm like, what are you saying? And there, and as I'm flipping through this, I get to the last page and I see there's a signature line, right? Like I skip ahead. I'm flipping through pages. I'm like, what are we even doing here today? (laughs) And I get to the back page and I see there's a signature line and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And they're like, this is a contract that we would like you to sign to be a leader. And on there, it was, I couldn't have boys over at my house past a certain time. I had to stay a virgin until marriage. Jesus and the fi- and which was like laughable because I'm pretty sure I was already like, that was already a fucking, like, that, <laughs> that ship had sailed for me already. So... Yeah. I was, I'm already in breach of this contract. <laughs> We're like, just me, me existing is breaching the contract. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah. But so I, I just yeah. like kind of ignored that. Cause I'm like, yeah, they don't need to know. Right. But then the <laughs> one that I couldn't fucking stand, they said, if you have any homosexual feelings, thoughts, or urges, you have to stop leading and come to one of us immediately. Jesus Christ. And I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm out. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, that was it. That was the hard break for me. I did not fuck with them anymore. I was like, yeah, this is absolute fucking bullshit. Because everything that you mm-hmm. preached in the beginning, all of this is because Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And then you're going to say some shit like that? Yeah. Like, it- I was <laughs> Fuck you guys. Like, you don't get to fucking be, like, homophobic. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. And that Dude, was... I applaud you for that shit. I, I mean, I've always been just a fucking opinionated brat, but... <laughs> yeah, that shit, <laughs> that shit was though. just not okay. Like, at all. And I left. And what was wild is that immediately after I left, the desperation to get me to come back was, like exhausting like they were the leaders were blowing up my phone like trying to Mm -hmm. get me back and And (laughs) i was just like blowing them off right i was like no fuck you guys like you lot like fuck you guys fuck this you're a you're a fucking cult like go Mm. fuck yourselves and something i forgot to mention they would come to the high school and hand out starbucks or uh jamba juice okay to get people to get kids they would fucking bring high schoolers jamba juice and be like hey you heard a young life like what the <laughs> fuck? 
Like, who let them on campus? Like, that's <laughs> weird. Don't get in a van with strangers and don't take a Jamba Juice from a young life person. I but agree. But that's how they fucking got you. Like, I was like, hold on. They're here with Jamba Juice? Like, ah, I have, I have a minute to listen to something about God, you know? <laughs> it saves me five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. But, like, that's the like, kind of shit they were doing. And okay. So they were trying really hard to get me to come back. And after a while, they finally got it. They got the message that I was like, fuck you. And then it flipped. And they're like, she's like basically possessed by the devil. She's a lost cause. She's a lost soul. <laughs> and they, I was still hearing this shit from like my friends. And I'm like, that's fucked up. Like, yeah, to say I'm the fucking least. I'm just over here not being homophobic. Like, that's what <laughs> that makes me like the devil. Like, okay. <laughs> sorry i don't i don't hate gay people as much as you do sorry yeah like i you beat me that. like i i yeah. was like damn what is Fuck. happening <laughs> so yeah that was my that was my young life experience and like i'm still realizing shit oh by the way the final cherry on top of this story the guy i said that would come back later who said i yeah. needed that god would tell him when it was the right time mm-hmm. well God told him he's gay. He left the church and came out. Fuck yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Is that your um, friend that you were mentioning? The, I mean, I don't talk to him anymore. Like I honestly have not seen him for him. years, but might be somebody else. But yeah, he, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's why he uh, had to wait, you know, to date me. No shit. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. God, uh, you know, I he was, uh, him. It, it, I, I, I shit you not, dude. Same thing happened to me with a lot of my past with religion too, like this. Like it's it's fucking crazy the level how they start getting you because it's always peer to peer type of shit. Yeah, it always is. Always. And that that's like the best salesmen, the best fucking salesmen are students. The best fucking salesmen are kids. Yeah. Because they could use this shit against people their own age it's you're literally like it's like guerrilla warfare marketing it okay? it really is and my best friend who lives here now with like in the same city as me uh shelby if she listens to this she's gonna be fucking pissed because she called it from the beginning she mm. saw through this shit so quick and we like she was like nah you guys are like that's that's fucking weird Interesting. And we were all like, okay, you're being a fucking hater. <laughs> but she like called it from the rip and she she's like, this shit is fucking not okay. I am not going back there. That was weird. I don't want to be here. Dude, like, okay, I'm I'm just like the, what's crazy to me is like I'm curious about I'm curious about how people like us, you yeah. and me, how our minds fall into this shit. Because, like, I was in it so deep to the point of, like, being a pastor and shit. Like, yeah, and I'm youth, hearing, like, youth leader. yeah, like, <laughs> like, we, we both were, like, in positions of leadership. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, we're, we're like, hell-bent, like, 100% committed, full-throttle Christian, and then now I don't want anything fucking to do with it. And yeah. it's almost like my bullshit meter finally came on. Yeah. Yep. I'm just and like, it's, I don't know. 
I'm mad at myself, like, because even looking back, I can say at the time I knew this was weird. There's a lot of shit that, that didn't, that was not on my radar, that didn't register with me that I can now see was fucked up. But like, there was stuff that, that were like, I saw red flags, but they were just so good at what they did. Like mm. so good at it that, yeah, they just, you know, they're like, nope, that flag, that flag isn't red. <laughs> so like, so here's, here's my question. What would you tell yourself if you can go back and tell 16 year old Marissa, what would you tell her? Bitch, you're smarter than this. <laughs> hmm. Like I ignored my own intuition hmm. and my own instincts like all those things that did register on my radar, like I knew it was wrong. I knew that what they were doing was weird and I let them, I let them sway me with Jamba juice and water slides. Like, hmm. and I didn't realize cause I was a kid, you know, I didn't realize like that it would have lasting, like traumatic damage on me. But hmm. At the time, I was like, "Cool, free smoothie," you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now I'm so paying like, for it later. So I wish I could just go back to my like younger self and be like, "Come on, like you, you see it. You're look like you got it right. Leave." <laughs> yeah, like trust yourself. Yeah. Trust, trust your own intuition on this shit. Yeah, if something like, doesn't feel right, it's probably because it's not right. <laughs> yeah, and that's I. I feel like that's that's excellent fucking advice listeners please if you feel like you're in a place that sounds anything similar than what we're describing if it's an organization like young life or even if it's just a fucking you know if it's a freaking yoga class and shit like that and things start getting weird okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, i'm just <laughs> whatever the fuck like whatever you class think- i left i was like this shit's weird i'm out like yeah like <laughs> starts getting a little bit weird like there's a chance for you to leave and you probably should yeah like if it doesn't seem right probably something isn't right and i just wanted to check and see with you now like what would you say like what what's your lasting impact from this shit like how else like after young life and shit like how did that affect you like what what's the trauma that you've been kind of carrying with you since if you don't mind us going into that no not at all i I think like that shock of that was my introduction to religion. Like Hmm. that's what got me to, to read the Bible and to go to worship and go to church, like outside of young life, like church, church. Got you. Okay. So this was the catalyst for you getting deep into fucking religion. Yeah. And it was all happening at the same time. Like as I was going up in the leadership positions, I was going to church. I was going to Bible study, worship, all kinds of stuff. And got you. Okay. I think like that shock that they are not good people. Like the people who are telling me this stuff, like are not good people. It made me very, very opposed to any religion. I felt very distrustful of of religion in general, all organized religion. And that's how I feel to this day. And my mom, who I'm sure will listen to this because she is very <laughs> religious now. Hi, mom. Yeah. Hi, mom. If you've made it this far, hi, mom. Yeah. Uh, she's very religious now, but like that's that's it. It hurts her a little bit because I don't trust her church. I don't trust any church. Like I think that they all have bad intentions now. Yeah. 
But what what did you say? Okay, so like this is where I, I want you to I want you to help me because what would you say that it is? Because a lot of I have like local church pastors that are my friends that you know have have stayed with me throughout this whole time too. Yeah, and other people too that have you know either if they're not pastors or whatever they're they're you know very Christian sympathetic people. Right, and. And I don't like, and I don't think you would say this either, but like, I feel that we're not saying necessarily that if you're going to a church, you're a fucked up person. Oh God. But, but, but yeah, because there's like very good people that can be in this shit, but again, they're kind of fucking brainwashed as you were and as I was. So like, what's the shit do you think that these churches are doing that you feel is like, that's actually not helping? Like, is there something in there where you're like, I, I don't trust any church because like X, Y, and Z, what would you say that would be? Like what stands out to you about like a lot of the churches you've seen? Yeah. I think I, I was, hold on, organizing my thoughts. So yeah, (laughs) taking too many hits over here. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) that was a lot of trauma. Take some hits to to recover. Yes. Yeah. um, But no, I don't think that like, like I see the appeal of a church. Obviously I, I used to go to first Friday like worship in downtown Phoenix and I loved it. I still to this day think that that's, it was the best thing that I did. It was the best event that I went to or thing that I did while involved with young life because Mm. I can, I can very much see the appeal of being surrounded by people who feel the same thing that you feel. Right. Yeah. But it's definitely charging. Yeah. And, but like when, (laughs) When there's money, I think that's a big, when there's money changing hands, I think that's a big red flag. You have to think about the motivations, where it's going, where it's coming from. Yeah. And Young Life is very well branded, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a lot of money. That should be a red flag. Like, holy shit, mm-hmm. they're huge. How much money do they have running through that organization? Mm-hmm. Well, they're using child labor, so probably a lot. Yeah, they're probably saving a bunch of money. A bunch of money. <laughs> <laughs> Using brainwashed teenagers, but Yeah. But like I said, I don't know if you remember I said that there was one person in Young Life, one leader who always explained everything perfectly. And I think that yeah. she's an incredible human being. She is an incredible Christian woman and she lives by the Bible, like by that message of like love everybody. Yeah, exactly. She is but like but a peaceful message. Yeah. And, you know, she's, her heart's in it. She's in it for the right reasons. She genuinely feels that love and wants to give that love to other people. Yeah. When churches preach hate is a big Mm -hmm. one. If they preach hate the way that Young Life said, Mm -hmm. if you are having homosexual urges or feelings, come talk to one of us. Like, I'm not stupid. I know why that was because they wouldn't let you lead. You know, and in my Mm -hmm. mind, that was hateful and I didn't want to be a part of anything that hateful. So any, any church that targets a group of people or spreads a message Mm -hmm. of hate or has large sums of money changing hands, I think that's Mm -hmm. a red flag. I think that the churches are not acting in good faith. Interesting. So like, I, I completely agree with that. Um, I've, I've talked a lot of times, even though. I am not in Arizona anymore, um, out of Cali, um, but there are a lot of churches, um, one up the street here 
is called Awaken Church. Um, mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is, uh, they are extremely wealthy. Yeah, and I was just, yeah, could, I've heard that name. I know Awaken. Yep. Yeah, Awaken Church. They're they're very big. They just had freaking uh, who was it? Greg Locke or Pastor Greg Locke, whatever the fuck his name is. That that psycho anti-vax insane person um they they had him come there and speak recently i think and it was just like okay so they're they're like hosting all these crazy people but the one that comes to mind the most out of arizona is a cash creditor visa ccv and uh christ church of the valley at least what i call them cash creditor visa oh my god christ church of the valley yes so shit i haven't heard that name in a since high school (laughs) Right. So CCV, if you don't know, and I talk about this shit, I've talked about this on multiple episodes, too, because I would really love I would love for fucking ABC or whoever could just do a fucking expose on this church, (laughs) because it's like we're running like 30,000 plus members in the valley. Okay, that's absolutely fucking crazy. Wild. That's wild numbers. Um, you have, and even if their numbers, if they're not claiming them that high anymore and they might not anymore, but their numbers are astounding. Their, their turnover rate for, for freaking parishioners, they are shutting down a lot of local churches, which has a lot of people not like them too much. Yeah. And there is like, you know, I, I've seen a number of just like completely paved, clean areas of you know where there's like a food pantry all this great shit that none of it's ever being really really utilized to help the people that are in most need in downtown or anywhere else in in the valley like there's Mm -hmm. a a, one of the biggest fucking homeless crisis in the freaking nation right now is happening in phoenix yep and it's been happening for the last few years and yet there's a church that makes you know hundreds of millions of dollars a year Right. And they have huge fucking facilities. And there's there's people that are dying on the street because of heat exhaustion and shit. It's you've got to be fucking kidding me. That's like directly against what is in the Bible. Like Thank you. Yes. Is, you are not practicing what you're preaching literally. Yes. Your your big ass buildings are one of the biggest condemnations I have against churches. No matter how good your preaching is, no matter how much good you say you're doing, is that you're building that that mortgage, that shit, that property should not be your property. Exactly. I'm sorry. Like this is if you are a community organization, why the fuck doesn't the community have access to it? That's a yep. That's a great point. I'm just wondering if we don't if they don't have to pay taxes and shit. If this is a nonprofit type of organization, I want equal access for all people of society, including the trans people that are in downtown as well, that are going homeless and shit too, right. that don't get access to these churches either because what they may not be presenting the right fucking gender for them to give them food. Yeah. It's, it's like, are you kidding me? And honestly, did you ever see, we never saw anybody from a church when we were in downtown Phoenix, like handing out never. water <clears throat> in 120 never. degree heat. Yep. And we're yep. both not religious. Like some yeah. of the most kind giving people that I've ever encountered are atheists. Yes. And, and that's, that's the, that's the ticket is that like a big condemnation of churches are the people that go to churches themselves. 
Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. Like, there's there's so many people, and people will say that's not a condemnation if something's wrong. I'm sorry, but by majority, the people that are going to church think that they're doing good just by going, attending, right. giving money for you to do shit. Like they're trusting you to do shit, but you're not doing anything. You're kind of hoarding it, giving and taking. Like anytime I see back. a church. Yeah. Every time I see a church run a function, I can never see a church run a function without it giving itself self-promotion ever. I've never, even including Calvary Chapel, one of the biggest fucking, you know, supposedly feeding the homeless projects in downtown that works with the Andre house in Phoenix. Let okay. me tell you, as somebody who's worked for both of them, I can tell you that they, they make the homeless people down there and they treat them like they're less than fucking human. And, and I mean that because like without them having to sit through your fucking message, you refuse to feed someone. Yep. W without them having to, you know, leave all of their bags outside. You refuse to feed someone or give them access to clothing or, or needed supplies because if they literally leave their shit out there, it's taken. Yeah. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, these are the churches. These are the organizations running this shit. And it's like, and they're some of the most unkind human beings I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. Do you remember that tweet I like just sent you a couple days ago that was like, if um, Luke, whatever, if like, oh my God, Mark, Luke, and whoever were here, they'd help me clear homeless encampments or something. Oh, oh yeah. The, um, the, the apostles or whatever. Yeah, like some politician mm -hmm. like tweeted if they were here right now, like they'd be helping clear the homeless encampments, like sweep, sweep the homeless encampments, not like house them, like, yeah, disperse them and take all their shit. And yeah, that exactly. pissed me off so fucking much because I'm like, <laughs> that is the most ignorant thing I've ever heard. Like, have you literally never even opened a Bible? <laughs> apparently not it's <laughs> oh my god i was like you are so fucking dumb and that's but that's the thing is like that's why i am so mistrustful of like big religious organizations because a lot of them are anti-abortion anti-drugs anti-homeless like pro-police Maybe. <laughs> oh God. Oh, Don't get me fucking started on these church vans that I've seen. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> I I swear to God, like if your church once fucking mentions a presidential election, oh, fuck you. My God. Seriously. No, fucking weird. It's it's weird and the thing okay, oh my god, I have a story for you. Yes. I have a story for you. Okay. So I went to this horrendous fucking church and I will name names. Uh, <laughs> so Tri-City Baptist Church. Um, I went to college at International Baptist College, which is the great symbols as well for they changed their name from IBC to IBCS. So it almost sounds like they just have irritable bowel syndrome. So it makes me laugh. <laughs> their name just got worse. So like um, so Tri-City Baptist Church, um, the senior pastor back then, Mike, Sproul, um, he was a, um, you know, this military fucking full bird colonel in the Air Force. Okay. And he was a chaplain and he was in charge literally of like all of Germany's division of like chaplains and shit. Yeah. And 
I had nothing personally wrong with the guy other than um, he was just like a complete right wing, you know, pro military, you know, very patriotic kind of guy. And it's like at the time, so was I like I didn't give two fucks, especially when I was in Bible college and I was still closeted. And especially I'm still trying to serve God and dealing with my homosexual desires and shit off campus yep. and you know all of that shit because <laughs> i can't i can't possibly continue this ruse for very long so like anyways at the time um mike sproll invited um mitt romney okay <laughs> mitt romney to come over and literally to uh, fucking do a rally at their church. And this is all in the news to look it up. Um, this is back probably in, let me think, 2012, 2013, whenever the fuck it was when Mitt Romney was running. But just look up Mitt Romney Chandler, Arizona Church. Okay. You'll find Tri City Baptist Church on there. Okay. If you don't believe me. And these, this fucking church, dude, I kid you not, this got me associated with the Republican Party. It got me associated with Lincoln Strategy Group, which oh is a, um, if you don't know what that is, it's a a place to get out people to get, you know, registered to vote. Um, so I was working for them. I was working for Nathan Sproul, who's also a big wig business guy that's also going to be up for election, I think, See, in the next year or two. That's weird, too. I'm going to say that right now. Like, any, like, church leader... Who's like, yeah, yeah, that's weird. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because like you you already feel like you're tapped into the community. So why not have a religious voice? And so, you know, because we really need more of that shit, obviously, because that's the problem. So um, it's uh, after this entire time um, of planning all this shit, Mitt Romney finally comes out to the rally. It's packed out, packed out. And, you know, he even says a prayer with him and all this shit. And the thing is, is like, he's like, oh, you know, um, we wanted to at least open up our platform. And if if, you know, the president uh, if the president Obama wants to come as well, he's always more than welcome to. Of course, you fucking idiots. Of course, he's going to come. Sure. He's going to come to your Republican haven of a church in Chandler, fucking Arizona. Are you kidding me? Like that, you really think that's an open invitation, and you really think for him probably being like the the third black person in your whole big white mega church <laughs> that that you would really think that he would want to come to that? I wouldn't think so. So, um, I I was like, there's a picture of me like standing behind Mitt Romney. Okay, <laughs> I shit you not. Okay. And I was like, I, it was like the best time of my life. I was, I was like living my Republican, my log cabin Republican dreams, getting close to all of the young guys I wanted to, and still being in the closet about it and being able to, um, to, to bash people that I felt were getting too close to me and was able to protect myself at least a little bit longer. So I didn't have to kill myself yet. So like, you know, that's just. That's how it felt, though. Yeah. And no, I, after I, after that fucking happened, I shit you not, dude. I I said to myself, something clicked with me after that fucking happened. And I asked just one question, and I said, "So, why wouldn't you let another pastor in, like from a different denomination, than to preach one day?" Hmm. Oh my god! I blew the fucking matrix. 
like, like I kid you not like bullets stopped it fucking everything like they, they had no idea how to fucking answer that question <laughs> it was the same thing it was like it was pretty much like well because that's theology this is politics and i'm like but you're bringing politics into theology yeah but 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 we're not we're not we're just providing a space that you actively were looking to invite him that you actively talk about electing governor Doug fucking douchebag oh, douchey who also been in the church I got to meet fucking Douglas douchebag I'm so um, fucking jealous like I'm so <laughs> angry and like I feel like I need to specify like I'm a I hate the government in Arizona like with such a deep passion like I just tore up city council a couple hours ago oh nice I would give anything for like one second face to face with Doug douchebag like <laughs> I'm so deeply jealous but yeah that's yes I I wish I would have I wish I would have been at the same political persuasion I am now yeah, back yeah. then um because that would have been a much different experience but no I've got to see Doug douchey like twice okay one he came yeah. to the church service and literally like ended up the service in prayer I'm not even shitting you. And then had a an entire like um, billboard and shit like like a poster board outside in the lobby, just meeting constituents, just answering questions and, you know, saying how important that religious freedom is to him and stuff. And he's an active Christian and shit. And I'm just I find it really interesting how fucking slimy mm-hmm. that uh, the church is in bed with religion. And and I don't give a fuck who that offends at the end of the day. If if your church is used as a polling site, you're fucking disgusting too. Okay? <laughs> stop it. Like, it's fucking weird. stop it. Go help some fucking homeless people, dude. Yeah. What the fuck? That's, like... like <laughs> it's honestly... It's mind-blowing to me. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, if your church is pushing against, like, somebody's fucking freedom, you shouldn't go to that church. Like, if your church is, like, anti-abortion, like... Okay. I mean, I feel like most churches are, but like, mm-hmm. so I'll let that one go. But like, yeah, anti-weed. we'll talk about anti-weed since it's 420. Like the war on drugs, oh, yeah. everything was Christian backed. Like it was all backed on like yep. Christianity and that's fucked up <laughs> because like it led to horrific, horrific things like human rights abuses. Mm-hmm. And they were still sitting there like, yep, this is the Christian way. Like, no, it's fucking not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's easy for pastors to get hooked on, you know, perks and all this other shit. Um, and while still be some of the biggest condemners of weed and people that frequently use it. I I found too that like people like Brian Houston or other people like Mark Driscoll, for example, another piece of shit that's also out of Scottsdale. Hi, Pastor Mark. But um, <laughs> so he's he's blocked us too, by the way, too. Um, so I'm I'm following in your guys's footsteps. So I think Beautiful. you guys would be proud of me. Um, t- tagging him in in a few posts, and you know, um, you know when he says that all that women are good for is you know a home for the penis, stuff like that. Wait, it doesn't what? age well. Oh yeah, dude. Oh dude. Mark Driscoll, oh my god. I oh. need to do an entire another episode oh, on this guy. Man. He's fucking crazy. My off list is literally so <laughs> long and I have to add this dickhead. It's oh. it's insane. But yeah, that's that's like some of the associations and shit that I used to run with. And, you know, as someone who's been to conversion therapy, oh my god. um 
as someone who's been in, you know, those meetings where if they said, if you, you know, have homosexual thoughts, come and talk to us. Yep. Um, as being someone who had to go and approach these people afterwards, I can tell you that it's it's some of the biggest guilt that you'll ever have to deal with and shoulder. And yeah. some of the things that I can tell you that I wish that somebody just would have been like, dude, it's okay to smoke a joint and just fucking not worry about God for a second. Like if somebody would have told me that, you know, eight years ago, 10 years ago, like I would have been a much more chill person. I'm sure than I am right now. And I probably would have made a whole lot less stupid mistakes and wasted my time in a church for so long because of that. Like, and it's, it's crazy. Like how, how much, just weed in general, though, has shaped even just the way that I viewed religion. And that's what I kind of want to transition into. Like, yeah. how how do you feel that now with your, you know, with your wits about you, now you're, now you're older, you're out of religion and shit. Mm-hmm. And based on your experiences before, has weed or any other substances, for example, just for hypothetical reasons, has it helped you in terms of like coming to peace with religion? Like being, being a little bit more okay with it being in the same realm as you. Like we, I don't have to fucking end it. If it caught on fire tomorrow, I wouldn't be sad, but like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I don't don't know how to put it. If that makes sense. Um, Honestly, like I never viewed weed as I never like I never viewed it as a negative because my brother has smoked weed since I was a little kid Hmm. and like my mom couldn't really control him around it. So like, it wasn't until like later in life when I started really paying attention to like, you know, the impact of the war on drugs and the inequalities and stuff in the community that I was like, Holy shit, people hate weed this much. Like Mm -hmm. didn't even realize it. But then it was, I noticed it was always religious people. And I'm like, yo, you guys are over here fucking turning water into wine and you have an issue with some fucking leaves. Exactly. With, with something that's supposedly in creation, something that's supposedly, you know, a good thing like that benefits a lot of people. It's, it's crazy. The, the war on drugs is so prevalent though in the churches. And I can validate that a thousand percent as a former pastor. Like that was, that was a thing that we, absolutely would discriminate against we would view your walk with god as subpar because you're just an addict you're just a weed junkie you're a pothead whatever the fuck talking about this today yeah yeah and it's it's very very easy to blanket condemn people when you know the truth is uh, we just weren't cool enough to be offered weed. And that's why we were a little bit upset about it. And that's, that's, you know, it's okay. Like it, I can admit that now because I'm, I, I can get free access in California to it. But like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I feel like it comes from. It, it doesn't come from the heart of an actually concerned person. It comes from the heart of a very controlling person. Exactly. And, and that, that's what it's all about. Like the, tr- the Bible didn't say shit about that. I think it'll be like weed. be sober minded and shit. Come on. I'm going to say that with my whole chest for all these people who are listening, who might be religious. Jesus smoked weed and he was not fucking white. Oh, please. 
And <laughs> let's get let's get into that because I've, <laughs> there's there's been an episode on great moments in weed history. If you don't listen to that, um, we had one of the co-hosts yep, on. I remember that. Um, yep. So David Beanstalk, um, plug out plug to him. Um, really, really, really. Um, I'll put that in the notes too for the show. But um, go check out uh, Jesus and cannabis as well for a little bit of a like a big chemistry overview of it and mm-hmm. a little bit deeper history than we'll probably go into on this one too. Yeah. But I would love, 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 please tell me what you know about Jesus and cannabis. What do you think the connection is? Oh my God. Like, I feel like, I mean, this is just me like not really knowing shit. Like I, my experience with religion was very short, but I look at the Bible, like, like literature, you know? Like I fuck with Greek mythology. I know all my Greek mythology. I look at the Bible the same way. And there's words in there that like translate to like hemp oil, like weed oil. Yeah. Cannabosum specifically. Yep. That's exactly what I have written down. And I was like, I did not know how to pronounce it. And I'm like, I need to write down that word, but I didn't want to pause it. I'm glad that you got it. I got (laughs) two Greek tattoos on me. I got this. (laughs) Jesus was uh, anointing the masses with, Weed oil. Yep. <laughs> like, why are we pretending like that's not what it means? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's like insane to me. But also, like, I mean, I, I don't know every reference that I could possibly make. My mom wrote a paper on it in college for some reason, which is wild. Oh, way yeah. to go, mom! I should have cool. uh, should called her and asked before this. But <laughs> <laughs> reference to mom being the weed expert. Yeah, yeah my mom the is the Thank weed you. And Jesus expert. So yes, but yeah, talk to her about weed. But yeah, I think Jesus. that like a lot of people don't actually like think about what's in the Bible. Like they don't actually think about the messages and what's literally in the Bible. They just mm-hmm. think of like whatever their pastor or their church tells them is Christian. That's what they go out, go with. It's all the interpreting of it. It's not the actual text. It's not the actual text because if you read the actual text, like Jesus would be fucking pissed with how things are right now. Mm-hmm. Like we, yeah. like we took his word and twisted it. Like it is all kinds of messed up and. <laughs> It's like mind blowing to me that these Christian people can't see past that political like veil over their eyes to be like, okay, my church says that weed is bad, but these cancer patients and people with epilepsy are not having seizures anymore. So yeah, but fuck them, right? Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, but like, how do you not like? What are you not like? What are you missing here? You know? Yeah, exactly. I just think that there's not enough people who question why why is your church telling you that why are they telling you that that weed is bad why are they telling you you know that it's bad to be gay like yeah ask those questions and push it well and that's that's what i really enjoy it about how you think too because i like that you're pushing the limits on these fuckers because to be honest we need people like you that have been from this similar experience or can learn from this and we'll start pushing wherever they're at, no matter where you're at uh, down the road. If you feel like you're too far down the road in your cult that you're in right now, or you think, Hey, you know, it feels like I might be in some weird religious crazy shit. Then it's never too late to start pushing because trust me, trust me, ask 
fucking questions. Yes. Yep. Please that's, ask fucking questions. That's what happened. That's what like started putting up the red flags with me in Young Life. Like I asked the questions and when they couldn't give me an answer, I was like, no, this, this isn't right. Exactly. Because it's the, the thing is, is like their beliefs only go so far. Yeah. Their influence only goes so far. And that's why I'm just like, I'm like anybody that, that is kind of reaching the limit in terms of like what their God can answer or what can happen like that uh, to you. If, you know, if you don't follow their rules, um, it, it sounds to me like their limitations end where their leaders, you know, reading ends as well. Yeah. And yes. if you, if you start looking at some of the leaders that are behind this shit and you start paying attention to the Brian Houston's, to the Mark Driscoll's, mm -hmm. to the Young Life leaders, to these people that some of them good, some of them bad, um, more bad than good for sure. Yeah. Um, you you start noticing a trend, and I feel like that fucking trend that you picked up on was in inauthentic fucking Christians. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. I was like, you guys don't give a shit about what you're preaching, like. Mm -hmm. All you care about is recruitment and control. And once you see that, it's like, God, this is not what I was just reading about. You know, hmm. like, this is not the message that I was like getting from Bible study. And it's, it's like, it, it seems like it's been such a, such a pervasive thing in our culture too, to just kind of trust whatever the pastor says, just like kind of, we've been indicating that, that, that this guy's an educated professional in this field. He wouldn't mislead you um, unless there's enough money or the right motivation to mislead him. Follow the money, like always follow the money. Like so much is publicly available. Like look up where your church is spending their money. Like if you can. Yeah. I, I, I found out one time that the youth group um, that at Tri-City was given a budget of like $30,000 a year. Okay. Oh and that was just for their, them to spend on the students and stuff, supposedly. But, you know, other people had cards and shit, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they would take the kids out to lunch and more indoctrination sessions. I mean, counseling <laughs> sessions and um, stuff like that. So it's it's like $30,000. And I remember um, I went into the pastor, the youth pastor at the time, his his office, and he was just kind of devastated. He's like, yeah, they didn't approve my my budget for, um, you know, for more money to take more kids to camp this year and stuff so you know it looks like i'm gonna probably be having to come out of pocket for this and have to pay their way and i'm just thinking to myself i'm like you know this guy who is barely making 35 a year is having to manage a budget that's you know five thousand under what he's making um for a bunch of kids that don't give a fuck about him that he has no retirement to go to he has no no real benefits. I mean, yeah, sure. He has health insurance and shit, but he's, it's still by a, by an incredibly greedy church that doesn't give a lot of good benefits for you. So you're like, okay, wh what are you going to do? Like with, with this $30,000 on these kids, yeah. like buy a bunch of fucking little Caesars. Like what the fuck? Like exactly. what, what, what is this shit? And I'm like, and I'm working at like an Arabic church at the time where we have like actual, like first generation English speaking people that wow. just came from fucking Iraq. Okay. And imagine that being a conservative Arabic church 
in the time of the fucking Iraq invasion is oh beyond fucking ironic yeah. and insane. But no, I, I had a guy that was in our church that was, was living in fucking Baghdad and shit. Like a lot of people were from Baghdad. And so they, when they came and stuff like these are refugee families, these are people that, you know, are, are in our community and shit. And I used to view our church as a very, very good church that was like trying to give a lot of money back. They didn't make that much, but they gave money back to members that needed it. Mm -hmm. And that's just what I thought for a long time. And um, then I noticed that one of them needed a car and it was the friend of the pastor. And, you know, he bought him a car, but didn't buy other people a car that actually have like five or six kids and shit, you know, like it, it starts getting a little bit weighted and strange um, people's relationship with money in it. And the more money this guy got, the more lavish his life got, the more properties he got, the more shit that he walked away with and the less and less that the youth leaders, the youth pastors, the, you know, anyone else would walk away with at the end of the day. And he's milking, you know, supporting churches for this shit all the while, while we have people that literally lost their leg from a fucking air attack in, in, um, in, was it, was it, what was his name? Qaddafi, Qaddafi, um, of, I can't remember where that was, but wherever Qaddafi was the leader of um, one of my parishioners got his leg blown off in a fucking airstrike, which is walking to work like this kind of shit. Like this is some like we're seeing like the uh, the effects of fucking war and horrendous shit like every day. Yeah. And on top of the horrendous shit, you have like a guy that's uh, also who lost his leg doesn't have any money or anything to um, help get him a prosthetic that fits him. Oh my God. So he's literally walking to work because he has no fucking car to be a grocery bagger. He has a fucking bachelor's degree and shit. Oh my God. And, you know, no equivalence or anything like that over here and is walking to go be a bagger at Fry's. Another guy that I knew that was a really good guy, the brother of the pastor, the brother-in-law of the pastor whose wife was dying of cancer. Oh my God. And um, it's, I mean, great fucking people though. Like honestly, some of the best kindest people I've ever met from Egypt. And he fucking, you know, is going to work at, at a seven 11 at night. And this guy has a doctorate degree and I shit you not. And I'm just like, dude, I'm like, he's, it was like in, in remote, it was like remote, plant engineering and shit and i'm like exactly the most important fucking field right now i'm like and this guy is just working at a fucking circle k or 7-eleven oh man like it's it's just it, the the inequality and the craziness is just so fucking crazy to me how a church can operate in this field and feel that they can make any kind of substantial difference in these people's lives by indoctrinating them yeah. it's crazy to me i don't get it I don't, I don't get it. The The message is not more important than the action. And That's what I mean. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like these people need fucking food. These people need actual clothes. Like they these need people a fucking need leg. Like they need a fucking leg. Thank you. Like, like, can you give, can you buy the guy a fucking leg and quit buying yourself a new house? Like, honestly. And it's like, your message is not as good as like your fucking labor and your actual like mm-hmm. grit to help people. And Ugh, it drives me insane. Sorry, I just like it it just it reminded me of that story. I just was like you it's so crazy 
that this this big vast inequality exists already in our society but it's so disproportionately affects so many people that are stuck in these systems yeah and and that's that's kind of like in the area back in weed and everything too like the people that are most disproportionately affected by this are minority communities. Black and brown people always take the brunt of every like big thing, you know, they're, they're disproportionately affected by COVID, by policing, by, you know, the war on drugs, like everything hits them the hardest. So you have to ask like, as a Christian, how, how can, how can you support this? Yeah. how, how how can you support a government that that like how can you be so pro police so pro well, licking government pro dick laws. that you could do this shit? I don't get it. Yeah, like a lot of good Christians or whatever, like look at the homeless problem and think of it as a homeless problem, like eyesore, like yep, just disperse them somewhere else. Like Christian people, like you should be housing yeah. them. Yeah, you you house them. Like if if you're willing to take in all of these fucking aborted fetuses and shit that you say don't abort, please, you can't take in real people. You can't take in people that are already here. Yeah. You, you, you can't give them any kind of kindness or any kind of love. Like you can't don't just give them fucking five bucks. Give them a meal and fucking 20, dude. Come on. Like, where would you be at if you were in that position? How would you want someone to treat you? And how how are you and I living these values more right. than I see most churches doing? And that's my problem. Like I ain't I ain't fucking perfect by any means. And I don't think we are by any means saying that. But we're saying, like, please, can we can we please see some effort? I want you know what I want to see? I want to see some goddamn empathy from Christians. I don't want to see any more Christians out here yelling about like about oppressing more people, about, you know, like the anti-trans laws and those are religious people passing those laws and they're doing it in the name of religion. Like I don't want to fucking see any of that shit anymore. Like is criminalizing weed and like being opposed to this plant better than like, you know, like, is that, you want to go down that road, even though it's like a ton of people being incarcerated, being torn from their families, being higher for overdose. Like, I can go on and on about the horrible impacts of the war on drugs, like on especially minority communities. But how, as a good Christian, is your opposition to this plant greater than your love for your fellow man? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and it's like you, you would turn your neighbor in for smoking some weed. Then then you're fucking the problem, not your neighbor smoking weed. Yeah, you're a bad person, not just a bad Christian. You're just a bad person. Like. Yeah, you're 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 not a good person. We don't fuck with you're, rats over here. Yeah, thank you. And that's exactly the same thing. I'm like, I'm like, if you're if you've ever had a Christian friend in the audience, if you're listening, if you've ever had one of your friends turn you in for shit because he cared enough about you, that person doesn't give a fuck. I'm just got to be honest. Like you, like for the most part, I don't feel like that could be remotely true. You can't, but like especially with fucking religion. Oh my God. I, I had a guy, there was a guy and I, I won't name his name because there's a lot of people connected to him still, but uh, he came forward and confessed that a couple of the guys that were in my youth group before um, that they were smoking weed 
And he thought that it was the right thing to do to tell me because he felt like he, you know, he, he wanted to get that off of his mind. Right. Mm -hmm. And to pray for them. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but even back then when I was a pastor, I was like, why are you telling me this? (laughs) And I didn't even fuck with weed. (laughs) And I was like, why are you telling me this? And he was like, well, so that you could let, you know, the main pastor, pastor Randy know. And I'm like, are you trying to get your friends busted or like, what's, what's going on? Like, what are you doing to, to like, did you approach them and and share your concern? Did you hear them out and ask them why they're smoking weed or how they feel about it with their, with their faith? Like, yeah. Why are people like so quick to just be like, uh, someone once someone religious once told me that was bad. So now I'm going to tell on everybody. Like, (laughs) are you exactly like, you're not thinking like, just think. Yeah, just just think a bit and let people do what the fuck they want to do at the end of the day. Like, you need to let people live their life that they want to live. Quit fucking butting in with it. And we used to call them the Pentecostal police. Okay. <laughs> um, which is very fitting because, like, his biggest dream was to be a police officer, which is great. Like, I, I love that, that that's, like, the stereotype that is so fucking fitting, though. Oh, man. Like, like I have to do something. Nobody else is fighting for justice. I have to do something. Oh, like I, I, and I feel like that's the religious attitude against weed a lot. Is that they're like, oh, these, there's all these dispensaries going up. There's all the, I see these religious protesters. Oh my fucking god! Like those dispensaries are making our our neighborhoods more dangerous. That was coming at, uh, I think it was Sun City, and I'm like, oh, dude, my. there's nothing happening in Sun City yeah, other than old people getting like cranked. Can you please just let them have their dispensary and yeah. leave them the fuck alone? Leave the old like, people alone. Like, leave them alone. Let them get baked. <laughs> That's their fucking right. They've been on this planet for longer than us. Like, let them do their thing. Let, let them do their thing. And it's not rising crime by any means. It's actually I'm like, well known that prohibition of, of anything, drugs, alcohol, increases crime and exactly. violence and shit like that. Like, decriminalizing and like, making it available in a safe way is mm-hmm. it's there's data on it like come on well it was that was my biggest fear as a youth pastor back in the day was oh my god what if what if the kids in my youth group smoke weed and that was honestly a fear that i had like <laughs> at night i'm sitting there and i just imagined you know like your youth pastor probably at the time had had you you know in his mind at night praying like Oh God, please, please make sure that Marissa, God, please help that Marissa doesn't smoke a joint in her life. Oh, I got prayed over a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I would imagine that because like I specifically prayed for one of my, one of my buddies, um, specifically now that we, that we sesh with all the time who used to be in my youth group is great. And, um, he was actually the one that introduced me to weed (laughs) and, and so he's like, I got my pastor high. So that's his, uh, that's his, his claim to fame. I so, love that. Yes. And he's, he's a legend. So we, we salute you, yeah. uh, Mr. Marty. So you. thank you. But yes. Um, other than that, I, I was just going to ask you just kind of, um, just kind of wrapping up. What would you say is your list of demands that you have before you would ever step foot in a church again? What do you need to see changed? Ooh, if, all right. 
I, like, what would you need to see change? Because I don't, I don't know what I would do. I'm just, it came to my mind. I'm like, I don't know. Oh no, I got, but, I got an answer for you. Oh, please, please. I don't have a demand list. Like you don't have to check off like boxes or whatever, but I would set foot in any church that could convince me that they only act with radical love. Hmm. If you are not acting with radical love to the people around you, then you're not you don't have faith. You're not a good Christian. You don't love God. You're not, you're not honoring his word. That you say you believe in. Yeah. That that is the whole point of the damn book. Like Mm -hmm. they missed the fucking like thesis statement. Like (laughs) it's supposed to be to love one another and to love your, your, your neighbors. And if, if I could be convinced that a church only acted with radical love in everything that they did, everything that they preached, where the money went, like mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that would be enough for me. But I don't think that enough Christian people, enough Christian churches act in good faith or show radical love to their communities. Hmm. And, and I feel like that's, that's exactly the sentiment that I believe as well with that. Like there's, I've been to, I'd say probably a few thousand churches. I'm not boasting. That's not yeah. a thing to boast about. <laughs> it's uh, so um, it, it's like, I've been to a lot of public restrooms. That's like how I would describe <laughs> it. So like I, I've been to a lot of, a lot of places where a lot of shit happens and I, I've been a part of like so many different churches. Um, I can't think of any that come to mind. Not one. And I mean that sincerely, not one comes to mind um, past or present Ooh, that I've know, ever have, seen that has ever one. done that. I have not a church, but I have one thing where I felt radical love for God, I guess. Okay. At the time I went to a first Friday, like it was just worship. It was a bunch of people. It wasn't a church, just a bunch of people from different denominations who came together and worshiped, like just saying there was no message. There was no anything like that, but everyone there was just like so loving to one another, like no mm-hmm. all different religions, really like Christian, but like different churches, like open to everyone. I was like, damn, this is like the only good part about like church. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I, I, I went to, I went to mass for like new year's, um, new year's eve mass and at saint mary's basilica downtown Mm -hmm. and in phoenix and freaking i i feel like even though i was protestant and stuff like one of the the coolest experiences though was like a candlelight singing of like just acapella shit in like this beautiful church with candlelit and i'm just thinking i'm like i i love the fucking aesthetic i love the fucking backdrop that church can provide for a lot of cool experiences and shit. Right. But like it, it's at the end of the day, it's like the thing that really makes church what it is, is the people. And it's like what you're really looking for. You can, you can find outside of a church. Exactly. What you're looking for isn't only exclusively in a church. Right. Like what, once you find your people, your group, then that you hella fuck with then please please that how is that any different than going to a church service and feeling something good yeah like 
that's your church. Let that be your church. And Why gonna, can't that be? I obviously have to like, you know, plug the organizations, but like, please, but we found our community in our literal community. Like we just went out and protested. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we just went out might be like a little bit of a whatever, but we went out, we protested, <laughs> we met a bunch of people who had that, that shame, that, that's like shared radical love. They showed yeah. radical love to each other. Like we all showed radical love to each other. We protected each other and we all were working towards the ultimate goal of equality. Like Exactly. And so we found our community and, and we have that like tr- almost church-like, you know, feeling of we subscribe to this idea of fighting for black liberation, um, mm-hmm. you know, abolition of the carceral state. <laughs> Yep, exactly. These are all things that are based at their root in radical love. And but, it's it's like... W- but we also show absolute hate to those who oppress us. <laughs> and and that's, that's one of the... In my brain, that's one of the greatest ways that you can show love is through who you're opposing at the end of the day. Who and are you protecting really like who are you standing exactly for like not who you're exactly. standing up against but like what are your values like what yes. matters to you and if if you yes. look at yourself, if you have to say like oh it matters to like stop women from having access to health care like hmm you need to look inside of yourself real quick yeah th- then then you're the fucking problem yeah that's not an honorable thing that's not based in love yeah. And it's like anytime we take that choice away from anyone, we're we are not acting in love. We're not acting exactly. in in graciousness. We're not acting in allowing that person to live their life how how they deem fit. That you it's these values of supposed freedom, right? Yes, it's very authoritarian. And it's isn't it weird for for a country that is so obsessed with freedom that mm-hmm. not everyone can even have remote fucking access to it whatsoever. Oh, America like is not even close to being free. We are one of the least free countries, I think, in the entire world. We have the highest mm-hmm. incarceration rate. Like people are getting fucking killed in the street by the state every day. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't convince me America's free. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I love that's political. <laughs> no, no, no. I and I and I love that because it bleeds through. And and radical love bleeds through. And it comes out in ways of vocalizing for those that that don't have a voice at the moment. Exactly. Or need someone as well to go in and fucking support them, just like you guys are doing on the streets and everything, too. And that's what I really want to encourage our listeners to do from here. Um, if you want to get connected more um, with with Marissa and Brandon, um how would how would they connect with you the most on this if you wanted if listeners had questions about like trying to find someone local in their area is there maybe a resource you can point them to if you guys um if you guys don't want to give out that information um well i mean you can you can plug my like instagram i don't remember what my what my username is but (laughs) yeah my twitter is is always temporary so like don't even bother trying to find me on twitter i'm probably already in jail (laughs) but honestly if you're looking for like just look up uh like community groups in your area in arizona 
like we hardcore are with Mass Liberation AZ. They're a black led yep. organization. Mass-Lib. Yeah, Mass Lib AZ on Twitter. Um, I think it's Mass Lib AZ on Instagram as well. Uh, they're a black led organization trying, like they are trying to abolish the carceral state, decarcerate, you know, mm-hmm. practicing radical love by trying to, to give freedom to people who had it stolen from them. Exactly. So mass lib AZ for sure. Um, and yeah. Anyway. Okay. And what about for, for people outside of Arizona? Is there anything like a good resource that you would give them? Oof. Um, honestly, I'm not really sure. Like we just looked up, like I honestly? stumbled across a bunch of resources. Like, you know, when we were going downtown and doing, uh, handing out water a lot. I started following unsheltered Phoenix. And when I went to Eugene, I found a similar group. It was like Eugene street response or whatever, but there are groups in your community who are in the street, practicing radical love, helping the people who need it. You just got to look them up. I would. Yeah. If you, if you use Twitter, like just look at trending on like your city at the time or whatever, a homeless Mm -hmm. or whatever you need to put in there. It should pull up some tweets in your area. But yeah, you can look up just community groups, whatever your passion is, like whatever really, really is close to your heart. For me, it's abortion rights. For Brandon, it's it's drugs. People who are, mm-hmm. you know, unfair, like, honestly, it's, you want to speak? <laughs> yeah, people doing drugs, like, I can nearly assure you that like 99% of people don't want to, in a general sense, because... No, no, no. Okay, so his yeah, I'm backing up. Absolutely not. Yeah, so he's very passionate about like you know harm reduction (laughs) and like drug addiction, safe injection sites, safe injection sites. And I'm like super like I'm really passionate about you know abortion rights, and it's because we show we love you know these people. Yeah, want to fight for them, and so you know we just looked it up. We looked up organizations in our area that like focus on those things. But that's my best advice is like whatever really touches your heart, like whatever you feel like really deep empathy for or have yeah. a soft so, for, something you can relate to, like look for groups in your area. And, and that's where, that's where we'll, we'll leave it there. Is that I think that at least from, you know, from, from my perspective, um, this has been a fucking huge, like <laughs> eye opening kind of like, a catechism pardon the term of how to tell if you've been in a fucking cult um mm-hmm. red flag alert that kind of shit like this oh, is yeah. some some really really good content like i i definitely want to have you guys back on um <laughs> i i want to i want to dive more into this like i would love uh to have you on to brandon just about you know specifically like what does this look like like harm safe injection side yeah. so yeah harm harm reduction shit like that right yeah. like i i want to know more and and i know my listeners as well based on their views too um have have definitely wanted to know more too so um we'll we'll definitely be scheduling that with you guys and again uh you can follow uh marissa and you can follow brandon i'll put their uh, their bios and everything in the link uh, in the description. So please feel free to go give them a follow, go support Mass Lib AZ, go support 
um, anything that's local that's helping un- Unsheltered un- Phoenix. Yeah. Um, Unsheltered Phoenix. PHX. It's Unsheltered PHX, I believe. Uh, on PHX. Instagram, they're they're directly in the street helping people with what they need right now. Yeah. A- actual supplies. Actual mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Not uh not, you know, Bibles and nope. socks. No, nah, they know, post like, like so. size seven work boots, men's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, that's another thing too. Like no, no matter what position you're in, I mean, this, it, it could be people that are, you know, in low income housing and stuff like that too, Yeah, that are just barely fucking keeping themselves afloat from being on the street next. It's people like this too, that really do need your support. So I encourage you Go give generously. Go support these groups. Go give of your time. Of go money, show radical of love. Go show fucking radical love, Christian. <laughs> That's my my demands to you before I walk in a church again. So um, thank you again, Marissa. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, thank and, you so much. Um, Thanks. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk with you guys next time. And then on that, sounds good. All right. All right. All right.